This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. You don't fuck the chicken by putting it up your ass. That's you getting fucked by the chicken. Then the chicken fucks you. Yeah. See? No. <laughs> We're on the same page. Where are you, Shane? I've seen enough Criminal Minds episodes to know that something fucked up can, from your past can make you do weird shit. Like yeah. not be able to talk to a girl or kill hookers in a trailer. I don't mind the other guy being there, but it's just when the, there's two dicks, it's like, okay, which dick am I? Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. All right, guys, for me and my wife, we are dog lovers. Since we've met, we've owned a lot of dogs, like a lot. And for those of you guys that don't know, dogs are not one size fits all. Sometimes you can get a dog and the way you train that one doesn't work for the other dogs you have. Then sometimes things just change for a dog out of nowhere. Like our first dog, Max, was a roamer. This is a dog that would bolt. As soon as the door was open, he was gone. He seriously had a relationship with the neighborhood kids and the people across the street loved him because he was either out playing with the neighborhood kids or over at my neighbor's house as opposed to being in my backyard like a good dog. Whereas the dogs I got right after him, Turkish Invader, they're more homebodies. You can leave the front door standing wide open and they can see an open door and they'll stick their head out. They'll sniff the air. If you're in the front yard, they might even come out in the front yard with you. But if you say, go back in the, go back in the door, they'll go back in the house because they're good dogs. They don't want to run. They just want to chill. And things have always been that way pretty much since we got them both 11 and 12 years ago, respectively. Now, both of these dogs, Turkish Invader, are pretty courageous. They're ready to terrorize the mailman or any neighborhood kids that get too close to our yard or any squirrels that get into the backyard. And dear God, forbid you knock on the front door. They will bark as loud as fucking possible to let everyone inside this house and all the houses around us know that there's a visitor that could possibly be here just to hang out with us or kill everybody inside according to how urgently they're barking. They see themselves as the regulators of my yard, and they are damn good at it, too. But there's one thing that will bring both Vader and Turkish to their knees. And this one thing is not a hideous monster. It's not a magical beast. It's not even a mean-ass neighbor across the street that doesn't like dogs. It's a thunderstorm. Just thunder and lightning. Yes, thunder and lightning will reduce both of these dogs to quivering masses, like panting and shaking. It seems like they might have a fucking nervous breakdown just because of a summer storm. But in the beginning, it wasn't like this. They didn't act like this. See, when we got them, they didn't like thunderstorms, but it didn't cause them to go into panic attacks. In fact, the first time they ever really freaked out over loud noises, it wasn't even a thunderstorm. See, Nikki and I had planned a family trip for a week at a lake house with swimming, barbecues, fishing, drinking, no cell phone service, just hanging out with nature and the family. And the best part was we would already have the time off since it was 4th of July weekend. Our neighbors had agreed to watch our dogs and it was going to be perfect. So we saddle up, pack up the car, and we leave on July 2nd, and I'm really connecting with the family as soon as I pull into the driveway of the lake house. We're swimming, we're relaxing, we're drinking shit tons of Bud Light. Gotta forgive me, I hadn't discovered craft beer at that point. But I'm not caring about reading emails. I'm suddenly not giving a shit about making copies. I didn't worry about the meetings I wasn't at. I was living the lake house life, and nobody could bring me down. Nobody could bring me down from the cloud that I was on. In fact, I wasn't even checking my phone. But on July 5th, three days into my vacation, I get this weird voicemail on my phone. And this is back before we all ignored voicemail. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Let me let me check this and see what's going on. And I hear, uh, Mr. Smith, we have your dog Vader. He's been picked up on a leash law violation. This is the Cobb County Animal Shelter. If you could uh, give us a call back. And she goes on to give me the details of where he's at, exactly what happened. See, apparently on July 4th, Vader had taken his dislike of loud noises and decided that if the fireworks were going to keep on going off all around him, he was going to have to do something about it. So my pit bull mix, who's super courageous and will destroy anybody who gets into the yard, promptly bikes through our fence in the backyard and escapes out into the night. This courageous pit bull mix has been reduced to a coward by a few bottle rockets. And after he's taken his freedom for a joyride around the neighborhood, probably for a night of liquor and hookers, he gets picked up by the cops. And we had to bail his ass out as soon as we get off vacation. Like we're walking up in shorts and like flip flops and shit like that. Still kind of sunburned from vacation, picking up our dog like he was a drunken disorderly on spring break. 
And as soon as we get home, the other two dogs, Max and, Tur- Max and Turkish, are like, where the hell has he been? And from that moment on, things had changed. Not only were loud noises going to make our dogs really, really scared every time they came around, we now knew that Vader was not this really courageous pit bull mix. He was just kind of a chicken puppy. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, go to nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass patrons, we're going to give right back to you. We just dropped another episode of Patreon-exclusive content, so if you go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder, you can get your extra show today as well. Also, thank you very much to Shane Kelly for becoming our newest patron. You're a badass. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and basically create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Genuine Chit Chat podcast, the Two Tenderfoot Tourist podcast, and the Bot Buddies podcast. And this week on episode 160, we have a special guest called Songbird Wren, and she has a story to tell. She is a phone sex operator, and let me tell you the story she tells us. You just have to hear them from her to understand exactly how crazy they are. So check it out. We'll be right back. Does either one of you have anything even remotely interesting to tell me? Um, so Ren, I think we're going to go ahead and jump into the show and everything like that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our first ever call-in guest and her name is Ren. And Ren has a little bio that I was going to read to you guys. People you had call in. This is our first ever call-in guest that wasn't a podcast person, basically. You didn't say that. All right, let me start the intro over because Kenny's an asshole. This is our first ever call-in guest who's not a podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing someone on who's out in the world, someone from the wilds of Illinois who actually is not a podcaster, has no relation to now that I'm older whatsoever, outside of the fact that she found us on Twitter. We started having a conversation and I was like, hey, you want to come on the show? And she said, absolutely. So here she is. Her name is Ren, and Ren has a uh, a very special career. Ren actually talks to guys on the phone and uh, creates a relationship with them, and they send her Starbucks cards. That's how I understand her job to work. Um, Ren's job is basically uh, working for a company where guys will call into her, and if you know you want to call in and have a conversation with Ren, uh, you can find her at Twitter at Songbird Ren. But her Twitter bio says NSFW virtual girlfriend for charming, articulate, witty, generous men who want more than just phone sex. Click that link to call me. Now, as soon as we get to witty, that obviously discounts Kenny from being able to call you. What could he do to get around that? Wah, wah. Let's see. What did he just say? Money talk. Yeah, there you Money go. Talk. The so, wit yeah. is to make them feel good about themselves, by the way. That's how advertising works. She doesn't give a shit yeah. about their wit. She yeah. wants them to feel good about themselves, and they think they're special when they call. Dude, I'm in sales. I understand how adjectives work and stuff like that. Apparently not. But do you find, Ren, that when the guys call in that want to talk to you and stuff like that, do you find that you're 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 serving a purpose of trying to build them up and build their ego up to make them feel better about uh, about their day or about their life? Absolutely. I like. I have served as a sex therapist i've served as a relationship advisor i have like um built up single guys who thought they couldn't find anybody and the the unique i guess thing about me is that i'm really happy when a guy stops calling me usually because that means that whatever he needed when he called me he got and i love that so you're saying that not every guy that you actually talk to on the phone doesn't end in, you know, panting and, and sweating and stuff like that. There are times that guys will call you just to have a conversation and just to, to get their self-confidence build up, walk through the, the process of maybe fixing something in the relationship. So it's, it doesn't sound like for you, it's all about just trying to keep guys hooked like a drug. Yeah, no, no. And nine times, nine times out of 10, we're going to go there. You know, I mean, when you, when you share like intimate details with somebody and you start making them feel good about something and you're just right around the corner. And then, uh, 
Yeah. Kenny said a boner's right around the corner from there. Yeah. Well, and that that makes perfect sense because if a guy is going to go through that process, if a guy, as a guy, if I'm going to put my credit card down to be able to call a girl and walk through that process, chances are I'm not going to be like, hey, let's just have a conversation about how your day went. That's not what you're calling for. I think guys, they call, they want, they think in their head, they want to get off, but there's so much more that they really need to fill that hole. That, yeah, that, that's what she's pulling out of. Kenny, good job. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, you, you told me when we were talking uh, before we set up the interview and everything like that, that there are guys that will, or excuse me, there are girls that work with you and stuff like that, that work on different lines, that their job, like they literally just want to be where the guy can call and immediately jump into it and stuff like that. But that's not where you look to go. You want to build more of a rapport and a relationship and stuff like that. What made you want to do that when you did? Because when there had to be a conversation when you in your head when you decided that you were going to go down this path that you knew it was going to be that way. But what made you want to be more than that? Is that do you find that that brings more callers back to you, or do you find that maybe you're you're not making as much as you could because you're not focused on that? Both. I'm definitely, I guess you could say, limiting my potential because I don't answer the phone like. Mm, hey baby what are you <laughs> see i can't even do it without laughing i <laughs> kenny started rubbing his nipples when you did that by the way so just to let you know I, my nipples uh, are extremely sensitive i don't ever rub my nipples that's a lie because they, they did that did they, that they shirt come off bitch. um i am all about hey what's your name like tell me something about yourself and what brings you to me and you know, some guys will hang up because they want the, I think they assume that every girl answers the phone that way. Ooh, baby, what are you wearing? And I've never, from day one, I've never been able to grasp that. I am genuinely interested in finding out how old you are and what your status is and what you do and what you love. And um, it just never came naturally to me to be all twerked up when I answer the phone. And so it's, it's just a natural process. Like I don't, I'm not a great actor, actress. I'm just not. Um, it, it sounds like it would also be tiring to be even fake turned on like that at all times. Like we've talked yeah. about, we've talked about on a previous show for Kenny, sometimes it takes him 45 minutes just to get it up. So uh, I'm older. Yes, Kenny, call me, dear. And then, then Shane told us that he gets boners in the studio, and now I'm not really comfortable with the show anymore. So I don't know what's going on. No, there's just a, there's a difference where we've had people send us stuff on Twitter where they say, "No, dude, something's wrong with you. If you're if you're at a point where it takes 45 minutes to get there, then I never said 45 there's minutes. There's an issue. I said I don't just automatically get boners anymore as a grown ass man. When I was 18, you could drive by a stop sign and get a boner. Oh no, let me let me rephrase. When you're going through life, when you're 17, 18, actually from the time you're about 15 years old, a strong breeze will cause it to get up. Yeah. Okay. But there are still times that a strong breeze will cause it to get up. I'm for just me. saying the girls don't get it for free anymore. They got to work for it. All right. That's all. <laughs> so someone along the lines. And like of, most things in life, if you don't have to work for it, it's probably not worth it. No, I, I agree. I get that. Quick you, to come, quick to go. That's all I know. But again, if you're calling into a service like Ren works for, though, that's probably the way you want to treat that. You don't want – at least it, my thought would be if I'm going to be going through the process of spending money and stuff like that, then I don't want to be sitting here on the phone for 45 minutes. So it might not be the way that some guys go. That kind of makes a little bit of sense. It depends what they're looking for, So even if they don't know what they're looking for. So you told, uh, you, you told me before that you had a, a crazy caller. You got a couple of those crazy stories of guys that will call in and, and ask for weird stuff and things that – Maybe you're a little bit outside the norm. Did you have any of those that you wanted to share with the uh, the people from the Now That I'm Older world? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so just the other day, actually, this guy called me. He had never called me before. And oh, I really want to be careful as to not offend anybody that might be listening because I'm all about making you trust me and want to talk to me. But I'm pretty sure this guy will never call me back. And if he wanted to and he hears you, I'm okay if he doesn't. Don't worry. Nobody listens to the show. Well, they will now. Exactly. Um, Okay. He just wanted to talk about a job interview that he did (laughs) over over Skype, I guess. 
and how these people, he felt like, he felt like they set them up unfairly. He didn't ask my name. Like we exchanged no details. He just goes straight in from the minute I say hi. I'm already weirded out about by this. this the fact that the guy calls a sex line to talk about a job interview is weird. I know. I know. It was. Really, really bizarre. And that's the thing, guys. It's like to you guys, the stuff like the story I'm about to tell you is totally off the cuff, bizarre, weird. But for me, I'm like, fuck yeah, I love that shit. Just another day at the office. It's great because every fucking buddy has their thing. I'm saying fuck a lot. I'm sorry, listeners. That's perfectly fine. Kenny says fuck a lot all the time. Okay. It's my job. So, um... This guy used to call me regularly and he, he has this shtick every time. So once I realized he wanted the same thing every time, I got the hang of it and I knew how to kind of guide him and bait him. But he wanted to perform on camera. He would, he would probably never talk to a girl that, that wouldn't watch him. Um, he was steadily wearing a tutu and a bra. <laughs> And a headband, sometimes a Disney princess nightgown, but usually just the tutu and the bra. And then he had like these little tchotchkes, like from Claire's <laughs> or icing, that he would decorate his dick with. <laughs> like scrunchies, like scrunchies with little danglies hanging from them. He looked like if, he looked like Shawn Michaels in the fucking WWE. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but he, he looked no. like the Ultimate Warrior or some shit with all the dangly oh. shit hanging from it. Do you ever have tassels on his penis? Never tass. Well, wait. Never tassels. <laughs> just ribbons. He would tie ribbons. Close. Close. Yeah, yeah. And then if if I was really lucky, he would have his his um ball sack decorated in lipstick with like a smiley face. This guy was committed. I I swear (laughs) to God, if there are any night flirt girls that listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, I totally know that guy because I I know that he calls tons of night flirt girls with the same shit every time. (laughs) He's he's like ugly ugly lipstick uh, ball sack guy. That's basically what people call him or tutu guy. I think the thing that takes this whole outfit over the top is the headband. That's what really takes it to the next level. Was it just a plain headband or did it have any logo or No, it would have like, you know, like when you go to the mall to those like little accessory places, I'm sure, I'm sure that one of you have had like a girlfriend or somebody drag you in and they have headbands with like the feathers or the little like Disney princess little, you know, logo. They were fancy headbands. I knew this guy wasn't going with just a generic plain headband no it's not the, no, it's, it's no. not that it doesn't sound like the kind of headband that he would steal from his wife to like put his hair up with or anything like that it sounds like a headband that that he went and committed to this outfit with like wow. this whole part was was coming together wow, that's, that's, wow. this is the best part is he alleges because this is all part of his fantasy that his neighbors i guess his neighbor lady has a daughter and he says that he stole some of this stuff from her I don't know if that's part of the fantasy or if that's really what went down, but he doesn't have much stuff. That sounds I've kind of pedo. Stuff I, was about to, I was about to say, it sounds like you're reporting a crime here on Holder <laughs> is what it sounds like. It sounds like he might have some pedo tendencies there. And and let's let's go ahead and stop and say. Does he want you to ever do baby talk? Uh-uh. uh-uh. Okay. No. That's good. That's good. I really don't have to do much talking at all. He has these little songs that he sings. <laughs> Um, that you, he, you didn't mention he was singing. <laughs> he sings these songs like I'm a little teapot, but he changes teapot to, um, is it wee wee or pee pee? I think it's wee wee. I've never that's listened to that. I don't know. I've never referred to my wiener as a wee wee. Well, maybe when I was three. No. Maybe two. It was still a wiener. I don't know what I've referred to it as when I was two. I don't know if it was a wee wee. I don't know if it was a pee pee, but I know it was never now a little just, teapot. Now it's just a little buddy. <laughs> Little buddy. Aww. Kenny's little um, buddy. That's actually the response he usually gets. Oh, he's cute. Oh, Kenny. He's cute. Nice. Yeah, I already told you. I have an exceptionally attractive looking penis. <sighs> Ren, I apologize. Kenny wants to talk about his penis at all times. I try no, to steer no, the conversation back. When we talk about penises, I'm, I I'm, love I'm penis. happy to brag about my attractive penis. Because most penises look like dead sausage. <laughs> most penises look like dead sausage. Yeah. 
Ren, do you want to weigh in on whether or not most penises look like dead sausage? You know, I've seen a lot of penis and um, I've only seen maybe a couple that look like dead sausage. I think you I think you should count yourself lucky. I think I love, I love penis, so even weird, even weird looking penises by whatever standard weird is to you. Um, even weird looking penises are hot to me. Well, I mean, in your job, if you hated the way penises looked, it would probably be a really shitty make day it, at the office a, make every day. It's a hard job. It's yeah. a hard job. <laughs> for sure. Well, so this, so this guy doesn't call you anymore. Is this one of the clients that you're, you're happy that he's moved on? Or is it one of those things where you're like, <laughs> dear God, I wish Ted, the ball sack guy would call in again. He really misses no, his renditions of songs. Um, I'm not devastated that he's not calling anymore. And I'm not happy that he's not calling anymore. But what happened is, um, after, after our last call, he messaged me on Skype and he's like, you were different this time. And I said, well, you called like right in the middle of dinner. So, you know, I had to get my, and he, I think he took offense. He thought that I was saying, you asshole, you interrupted my dinner, but I was just saying, sorry, I was kind of out of sorts. And I think he thought I was being a dickhead. So, um, I mean, I will say, the monotony was killing me because that's the thing I love about what I do is that we talk about whatever went on that day. And we're trying to like, like a real relationship, you know, where you keep it spicy and doing the same thing every time. If I had to hear that, I'm a little wee wee song one more time. Oh my God. <laughs> I was just about to say the fact that in your job, somebody wearing a, tat- a tutu and a bra with a painted ball sack could become monotonous. <laughs> goes to say something. See? The fact that See? that can become part of the norm, like, well, today ball sack guy's calling. I know, I know it's Thursday, so I'm probably going to get the ball sack call. It's wow. just another day at the office. So it's not just phone like conversation. You see these guys too, like you guys are having the full on like seeing each other sort of thing too. Yeah, um, a couple, a couple guys, maybe like I don't know. I wouldn't say a quarter of the guys that call, but um, a lot of them like to be viewed. And I, you know, I, like I said, I love the dick. I love, love fucking looking at dicks. So, um, yeah, of course I don't perform for them, but um, a lot of them are kind of voyeurs and they want somebody to give them the affirmation or somewhat humiliation. But yeah. Well, Kenny is right there with you. He loves the dick, so it's it's perfectly fine. I love mine. I love mine. I don't love anybody else's. You, <laughs> we were, we were, we I have a very good relationship with mine. We uh, we had the I conversation. We we have the conversation right before um, we called you. Like uh, even I actually Kenny, sometimes watching threesome porn a, is too many penises. Yeah, I don't even watch uh, when I watch porn. I can't do uh, any kind of even when it's two girls, one guy. Maybe it's because I have ADD. It's just hard to keep up with. There's just too many genitals there. I just want to see, you know, I got to focus in, <laughs> I got to focus in here and I got to see the action and not be distracted by this third part. Cause there's always somebody being left out. Kenny's treating it like he's got to defuse a bomb and that's, he's, he's got to make sure he's got tact- five minutes to get this done. I'm tactical in my porn. I've got, you know, Unless it's two dicks. Mm. I can't do two dicks. That's too many dicks for me. Mm-mm. So see in porn, it's always in my head. I'm always the dude. You're always the dude. I'm always the dude. Thank God for that, because that would feel weird if, like, I mean, I'm not judging you if that was the way you wanted I mean, to be. I if you could be I, the girl, I can't explain how you know other people feel, but yeah, I always imagine that I'm the dude. Um, which POV porn is always pretty good for that, but I don't mind the other guy being there. But it's just when the, there's two dicks, it's like, okay, which dick am I? <laughs> and I can't switch back and forth. Like I could be a black dick for a minute, but I can't go back and forth between a white and a black <laughs> dick. That's weird. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to clip out the uh, the middle part where Kenny said I don't know which dick I am. Why I mean, would you clip that out? That's radio gold. <laughs> no, I'm gonna put it in as an intro. <laughs> That's gonna be part of the intro. Um, so I have a question for you, uh, Ren. So you, how long have you been doing this kind of work? Uh, for five years. For five years, and do your parents know what kind of work you do? They do. They okay. do. And how did they receive this when you when you came to them five years ago and said, "Listen." I want dudes to call me. I want to create a relationship with them. Probably have a little phone sex, but you know, how did your parents receive that sort of thing? You want the truthful answer, right? Uh, it was my dad's idea. Actually. <laughs> wow. 
That's that, that was not expected. No, not at all. <laughs> Typically, most girls in your field have some sort of a daddy issue. Your dad was on the sidelines going, you know, I think I've got the career for you. My dad is boss. So I was working for him and uh, I wasn't like on salary. He just paid, you know, my expenses and whatever. But anytime I wanted to travel or go shopping or do anything fun, you know, he got kind of tired of me getting into his pockets. And so I needed, you know, some play money. And he um, said, go talk to some dudes who need some some help and take, take their credit card. Yeah, yeah. He knew a girl. He knew a girl that did um, phone sets for Night Flirt. And so, yeah, it was my dad's idea. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting. That's, yeah, that's completely left of what I thought we were going to get when we asked how your parents felt. Like. I, I had a feeling we were going to come down to he didn't, he was tired of paying for her stuff. I had a feeling that was going to be part of the equation. Pretty much, pretty much, because the older I got, you know, the more I wanted to get out and the, the more, <laughs> uh, the more expensive my taste <laughs> became. So, uh, yeah, you know, he had to lock up the credit card and find me a gig. Um, so that's, my parents are super sex positive though. You know, that's not like the traditional, we talked about sex at the dinner table, like other families talk about the weather. So, yes, yeah, see, we didn't, um, we didn't talk about sex at my dinner table. In fact, my parents were of the belief that I shouldn't have sex with anyone until I was about 30, maybe 40. Um, in fact, they, I was, I was under the impression until I was roughly around 16 years old that I was probably going to get punished by God for masturbating. Um, <laughs> because that's the wow. kind of household I grew up in. Um, by then I realized God was a sham. <laughs> See, at the time I was still all up into it. Um, and then, uh, as I got older and stuff like that, like I went on to find my own path, but growing up, it was never a part of like the way I was brought up. Like, killing animals oh, is probably man. okay with God. Look, dude, my dad killed some animals. Okay, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Some, a couple, a I've, few. Heard, I've heard about your dad. If you listen to all the episodes, <laughs> you'll get a very clear picture of a um, of a dude who's got a lot of layers. There's there's some adjectives I could use that are, that are scientific. There's only like three layers: making you go buy weed, killing your pets, and are just the layers being a jerk. That's like three layers. That's <laughs> and getting locked in the closet by your mother. That's about it. <laughs> Yeah, he also got bit by my mom at one point. She was getting chased by wolves. Layers are not words I would use to tr- to describe Dennis. <laughs> so um, I, it just sounds like your parents were a lot um, a lot happier with your choices than uh, than mine were. Um, as a, and I know my mom actually listens to this from time to time. And if you're listening, mom, I had no idea one day I'd be interviewing a phone sex operator for my podcast. <laughs> well, to but be fair here to we your are. parents, being disappointed in your choices probably you know was natural after you started selling art door to door. Um, my parents were fine with me sell- selling art door to door. They just okay? told you that they weren't. Listen, Nobody wants to hear. It. Well, if Christopher came and told you that was going to be his new job, would you be proud? Dude, I tell him to fucking get a real job. <laughs> Stop being an asshole. See, the fuck is wrong with you, Christopher? Get a real job. But it, dude, for me, like growing up, just we never talked about sex. Your parents are into it. We also, uh, as we were prepping for the interview and stuff like that, you mentioned something about your parents that's a little bit off kilter. That maybe. Um, <laughs> A lot of people out there in the in the regular world where parents aren't cool with them being sex workers and stuff like that, um, maybe this is a little bit different for them. Uh, what was it that you told me separately? All right. So obviously the life of a sex worker isn't just panting and moaning all the time. Sometimes there's tutus and bras and bedazzled penises and you get lucky. Maybe there's some lipstick on a ball sack. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break. But when we get back, Rin is going to tell us a little bit more about why her parents have been so cool about her being a phone sex operator. So check it out. We'll be right back. We'll be back after this break. Don't touch that dial for goodness sake. Hi, I'm Jay Batts. And I'm Michael. And we're the hosts of a very thought-provoking show called The What If Podcast. On it, we'll explore the big and little what-ifs of life and steer our listeners toward a better understanding of the real or hypothetical situations we might find ourselves in. Or not. On our journey, we'll learn interesting facts and fictions about the everyday world. And sometimes, most of the times, we'll dive headlong into rabbit holes that slide up against the subject and sharply turn away from it. Come along with us. We'll have fun and learn something new together. New episodes release every other Tuesday. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, and anywhere fine podcasts are archived. So, uh, how does the dealio sound to you? 
What's up, guys? Have you ever wished that you could have extra now that I'm older? Well, now you can because this month we've kicked off our Patreon-exclusive content over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older with stuff like this. I mean, like, it's pretty well known that I'm, I'm down with everybody having their opinion, but I'll be goddamn if you're going to tell me I can't have my opinion. I'll slap you in your goddamn face. When you take a nap out of the equation, as a parent, you know that child is a hand grenade. I mean, yeah, you're an that. asshole, but that's when you engage with somebody. <laughs> like, oh, Shane's being an asshole about Die Hard not being a Christmas movie. Time to set his ass straight. Because it's not a Christmas movie. These are clips that only our Patreon subscribers if get to hear. So head over to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. Sign up so you can get some extra now that I'm older in your life, too. Sorry we had to hose you there, but you were kind of out of control. I'm Don Wrinkle, and everybody's got a podcast. And if you're going to listen to one... Import taste is the way to go, because it's very greasy. This is Bill Lawyerson to tell you that Import Taste is the podcast you should listen to if you want to get sued. I'm Big Jim, here to say if you listen to Import Taste, huh? Guess we'll give you a Christmas handy. It's Import Taste. It's definitely not a comedy podcast. And it's definitely not educational. And it's definitely Australian. Stop, Stop asking! asking. Hello, I'm a Giorgio Casadoro, and this is my brother. Fativa. Come on down, in Bortez, we take him back and polish your jewels. That's us. South Hills, Pittsburgh. Born raised. Listen to Import Taste on the Podsberg Network, www.podsberg.com slash Taste for all of your edutainmental podcast needs. If you guys said they were pod- Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. No mercy. Okay, so my parents, now granted, they're in their 50s, early 60s now. So they have, uh, they have subdued a little bit. But when I was a child, my parents were naturalists, also known as nudists. Interesting. Okay. So did this make things weird when you brought people over to do like science projects and shit like that? Well, the thing is, um, I pretty much didn't like if there was a project (laughs) or something I had to do, um, you went to their house. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was no way that I was emotionally ready to explain that shit to other people. (laughs) Um, I mean, it was normal and natural for me, but I, you know, who wants to traumatize somebody? And my parents would have put clothes on if I had somebody over for crying out loud. So but, they're not, they're uh, not savages or anything like that. They're just gonna be like, Hey, look at, you know, look at me being butt ass naked in front of you without your yeah, consent. No, no. Cause I, I don't wear shirts. I don't care what people like. Or not. Yeah. Kenny definitely told me I'm, I'm not putting on a shirt. I don't give a fuck. I don't he ever record on the show. A shirt. I don't care. I don't think we've ever had one episode that I've recorded with a shirt on. I think we did like a couple times when I would come over right after you got off work or something like that, but you would take it off during. <laughs> um, so I, 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 going back, I can't get my head around your parents just being, your dad being like, Hey, um, as my little girl, I want you to focus on talking to dudes and basically getting them to give this company your, their credit card information and spending minutes to talk to you. I, I, my upbringing, that's just, it doesn't compute. It doesn't like Kenny's dad threw a lawnmower at him. Never once did he encourage him to go ahead and do anything crazy. Like, you know, becoming a sex worker or anything like that. So to be fair, we didn't talk about anything though. <laughs> no, no, your, 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 your upbringing was a little bit different than mine. And the fact that, uh, whereas my parents made me feel bad about anything, any thought that I had that may be sexual in any sort of capacity whatsoever, your parents just didn't talk to you. For there the were no part. feelings in my household. Feelings are something you dealt with in your own room. <laughs> there was a little bit of, uh, of yelling and stuff like that, as I understand it. There was a lot of yelling. Um, let's see. So your 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 parents are nudists. Um, they're completely fine with you doing this kind of work. What makes you want to stay in this kind of a field right now? She loves penis. You already well, explained that. Yeah, but I love penis, and I love. I mean. In what other job, unless I worked for AT&T talking to irate people every day, in what other job would I be able to meet somebody from across the country um, that... That paints his balls with lipstick. <laughs> that paints his ball sack with lipstick. I get so excited about it because I know that it's like such a weird thing. Like, people... 
people even freak out when I tell them like I'm a phone sex provider, but I genuinely love it. I love it. I love that um, guys like trust me and I love that guys are aroused by me and they're comfortable with me and I love it. I swear if I didn't think that by the time I'm 50, I'm going to sound like what's his name? Harvey Fierstein, Firestein, whatever. Um, I would. Oh, Firestein. Who are you talking about? Harvey Firestein. Yeah, I would retire doing it. But I know one of these days, like having multiple orgasms every day on the phone with, (laughs) with people is going to catch up to my voice. But, um, I don't know how to describe it. It just makes me happy. Like I would imagine I compare it to how a therapist feels at the end of the day. Like, Oh, I helped all these people today. That's how I look at it. It's crazy. I know. Um, It sounds like Kenny has multiple orgasms at his job all the time. It's just no people don't know about it. There's no happiness in my job. Well, he works for a dental practice. So he has to, he really loves teeth. That's all I know. Um, Does he wear scrubs? We're in scrub pants right now. Penny. Oh, That's really all I wear anymore because they're so awesome. Scrubs are the best clothes ever invented. Kenny wears pajamas. Mm-hmm. My wife wears pajamas to work. She's a nurse, so she wears scrubs too. It's it, I have to wear khakis and shit like that to my job all the time. Sucker. Um, yeah. So I feel like an <laughs> asshole when I get up and get dressed for work. And I know that most of the important people that I know that work in medicine and shit like that, they're all wearing pajamas. They very rarely have to I'll, wear suits and I shit have like stepped that. up. I quit wearing a scrub top. I wear a polo top now. Well, look at that. Now I've got a collar. So I, and I make sure to rub that into my, all my coworkers' face. That you have a collar? Yeah, I can go play golf in this shirt. <laughs> um, Ren, going back to how you feel for your job and stuff like that, like as a salesman in my job, what I do, I feel a certain like feeling of accomplishment when I get to the point where I've gone through all the process. And it's kind of similar to what you do and the fact that, you know, you have to get to know the guys, you have to go through and learning about them and stuff like that. Well, do I have you to, see their penis a lot too, Shane? Um, it depends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes to make a sale. Dude, I'll do whatever it takes to get the sale done. But literally, obviously, mine's a little bit more stretched out. It can take me three or four months to get to the point of a sale. But when I get Your to that. Your penis is stretched out? Well, I don't want to talk about that. But That doesn't sound comfortable. <laughs> Some but, guys are probably into it, but it doesn't sound comfortable. But when I get to the point where I finally make the sale, the customer says, yes, we're going to bind and stuff like that. It's a huge rush to know that I've met their needs. I've done everything that they need. It sounds similar to what you do, just you seem to get it almost every day, whereas it takes me three or four months to close a sale. Yeah, no, it is. Like, uh, it is a rush. It's super empowering. And even like right now, for example, I have a guy who um, we've been talking for a year and a half, and he um, had himself convinced that. He was just never going to find the right girl again. And, you know, I gave him a lot of advice and I just listened a lot. And um, he has like just started dating this really great girl and he talks to me about it. And we still like, you know, we still have that little bit of intimate thing going on that I'm going to miss because it's so great with him. But I'm so fucking happy for him that if he stopped calling me today, because, oh, I want to Because his girlfriend found out girl. about you. <laughs> yeah, That's probably why he'll stop calling. Just FYI, she finds out it's over. His girlfriend found the credit card statement, and, uh, and now she's uh, like, who, who the fuck is, yeah. who, who's Night Flirt? What is this, sir? Yeah. So um, I feel the same way when I, when I get someone that I sell something to, and I know that I've met their needs as far as making a good insurance policy and stuff like that for them, but not like that. So I, maybe our jobs are a little bit different in that aspect. You sell insurance, yeah. I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit less exciting. I'll, just, I'll go ahead and put it out there. Yeah, mine is pretty exciting. I really love it. Like I know that there are some bitter girls out there who have been doing this for a really long time and – you know, they put on a show every time and I know they're just like bitter and scorned. But um, I decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to take calls that make me angry. I will hang up. It, I will hang up on a guy mid call. Bam, like nothing. And so that frees up room to talk to somebody amazing. And I just love it. I love it all the time. What's made you hang up on a guy in the middle yeah, of the call? 
Well, you know, if a guy calls and he is clearly visibly frustrated that I'm not already panting and moaning and sounding like the billion other girls out there that do that, he's going to start like pressuring me and I can't, I can't perform well under pressure. So I'll hang up, you know, if a guy calls me and wants to talk about, um, Nightflirt has a list of things that we're not allowed to talk about for their payment processor. And I really don't want to talk about those things anyway. I know girls do, but I don't want to. What are some some of the taboos? um, Well, we're not allowed to talk about underage play. Uh, We're not allowed to talk about most, like, uh, bodily functions. Scat. (laughs) No poops. (laughs) You're you're not not doing any wet work over the phone, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're not allowed to talk about rape. We're not allowed to talk about anything forced. Um, we're not allowed to talk about like um, extreme BDSM, like knife play and blood, and um, and I'm fine with all that anyway. So I'd be okay with that too. I don't want everybody fantasizing about cutting me. That's that's not in my yeah, car. No. <laughs> I'm gonna have dreams about that shit. What the fuck is that all about? That's just that's a, a whole other level. So if a guy calls you and he's like, and then I imagine stabbing you, you're like, okay, bye, and you just click, click and hang it. Imagine like, how pissed you are if you're those that little guy. short, like balding dudes with glasses. I bet little dudes yeah. with like De- not Dexter. Uh, like Dexter would be a name before the, the show came out that you would associate with Dexter's laboratory sort of shit. Yes, like him grown Dexter's up. Dexter's laboratory as an him, adult. Yeah, him grown up as an adult. Um, or like uh, Jason Alexander, the guy who played George. Yeah, on Jason Alexander is a great example. Those yeah. are the kind of guys I would see having those kind of fantasies because they've been rejected so many times. Do you find that? Um, do you, how can I say this delicately? Are there a lot of ugly guys that call you? Um, I really don't. You have to be really, really fucking butt ass challenged ugly for me to look at you and say, damn, you're ugly. Like I can find like a Bo. lot of things attractive like and I'm going to flip the table and say that a lot of guys that have called me are so fucking hot that naturally I'm like, why are you calling me? But everybody has a void. Um, so I, there's not, I'm sure there's a stereotype that phone sex is for like really unfortunate guys who are ugly or who live in their mom's basement or who have short dicks, whatever. But I don't feel like that's the case. I have, I've talked to a lot of hotties. I just, it, it, I don't know. And I, I've never done this sort of thing where I called into a line or anything like that. It just seems so weird the idea of like putting your credit card down and going through the whole process and all that stuff. But it just, I guess I, I did think there'd be some sort of a stigma attached to it that would make guys have to go through it. But like you said, everybody's got their void. Everybody got, got their hole and there's <laughs> giggity. There's um, <laughs> self-esteem issues that everybody has to deal with. And I mean, if you've had something fucked up going on in the past, I've seen enough criminal minds episodes to know that something fucked up can from your past can make you do weird shit. Like not be able to talk to a girl or kill hookers in a trailer. There's plenty of shit that, you know, can happen to you to make that stuff happen. Not like shirts. Not like shirts or vegetables like Kenny. Vegetables are gross. Most vegetables. I'm with you on that. Green beans are all right. When I can (laughs) – vegetable talk on now that I'm older with with Ren from – You ever had anybody call the one to talk about vegetables? Cucumbers. um, Cucumbers. I like cucumbers. Cucumbers are good. Zucchini, though. No zucchini or squash. But if you see a, a zucchini, sometimes it sneaks in looking like a cucumber, no, and then I you eat tell. it, and yeah. it's like no. Nope, I can tell. No, I've t- I've had I've talked to guys about vegetables, and um, cucumbers have little bumps on them. I had a guy fuck. It's not a vegetable, but one of my first calls ever was a guy who wanted to fuck a frozen chicken. What? what? Uh, that sounds a frostbite. <laughs> raw chicken's gross. Wait, what? What end of the chicken? And what was it? A drumstick? What is he using? Where does? I have so no, many questions. A, a whole fryer, like a chicken. I guess chicken. he wanted to stuff it. Oh, okay. Because I thought he was fucking himself with the chicken, but he's fucking the chicken with his penis. Okay, yeah, I got that. I don't know how mm. you got off. On I was wondering, like, I didn't know, dude. She has weird. The dude with the ball sack covered in fucking she lipstick. Said he wanted okay, to fuck the chicken. I mean, that was pretty clear. 
Okay. You don't fuck the chicken by putting it up your ass. That's you getting fucked by the chicken. Then the chicken fucks you. Yeah. See? No. We're on the same page. Where are you, Shane? It's another intro clip right there. Then the chicken fucks you. <laughs> then the chicken fucks you. Uh, no, he wanted to fuck a chicken. Yeah. You get salmella from that. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's know, bones and shit. That he really did, but he started out the call and he's like, "I want to know what that is in my house that you would like me to like use at you know to to play with." And I'm like, "Well, you didn't call a fucking clairvoyant. I don't have <laughs> X-ray phones, and I don't know what's in your house. So why don't you give me a list? Because I'm pretty sure, like the second or third thing you say." Is what you already want to fuck. <laughs> You've already got sure, it in your mind. Yeah, because the first one's a false flag. Exactly. 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 Sure as shit. Like the third thing he lists, it, and I could hear the little twinkle in his voice, was a frozen chicken. And Ew. yeah. Dude, there's bones and shit in there. You could get a I real think injury. so many other foods I'd rather fuck than a chicken. Like, yeah. like what, Kenny? At Eclair. Mini Claire. That's soft. Yeah. Warm apple pie, as we saw. And in there's American no bacteria pie. in that. That's, ugh, chicken. I mean, I'm not like I'm trying to go around fucking Claire's or nothing, but if I had to pick a food, <laughs> that that seems like a natural progression to go to, not frozen chicken. If you fucked any Claire, I would suck the fire out of your dick. I mean, See? I know what I'm doing. <laughs> fucking people doubt me. <laughs> oh my God, dude. That's a. That, that, wow. So, um, I told you I know what the ladies want. Is there any, <laughs> is there anything else that dudes, um, have, have done that's been off kilter anything? Cr- I mean, obviously we've had chicken fucker. We've had two, two ball sack. Bavarian cream is really good. Bavarian so. cream is delicious. Depending on how it's made. Sometimes it's way too sweet, but if it's got that little bit of a uh, little bit of tartness with it too, good stuff. I'm telling you, I'd clean that dick like nobody ever has. Um, <laughs> Oh, man, I had a guy call me for a while who was into some pretty extreme cock and ball torture, like pins. See, I've heard of all this. And stuff, and I just I don't get it because like my, my yeah. penis is a delicate little flower. Dude, I've, yeah. I've watched stuff like uh, that movie Payback where like Lucy Lo- or Lucy Lou was like beating that. Dude's like I, ass like I only shit. give a chick like two or three chances. If teeth hit it two or three times, blowjob's over. We're moving on. Yeah. No, you can't keep the teeth off that motherfucker. You can't go. If no. you, yeah, if you can't fucking, if you can't operate correctly in that region, we, you're, you can't. It's ride not this hard. Ride. Suck the lips in a little bit, baby. It's not that tricky. It's fuck. Get the teeth off my dick. Yeah. So sex one hundred and one with. No but I've heard some guys like teeth, and I mean that's weird to me. Dude, yeah, I've, I've no. heard Japanese guys who like getting it stomped on and shit like that. And every time I hear that, I'm like, dude, keep. Your foot away from my penis when it comes to it's stomping. Bad on enough it. when I accidentally sit on my nuts. <laughs> Worst feeling in the yeah, world. Nuts, getting in the car. By the way, just so you know, Ren, nuts are very inconvenient sometimes. Oh, I believe I've always wondered how that works. I have really, really bad penis envy. Like bad penis envy. But I've always wondered how you get around that ball sack. They're a gift and a blessing. They're a gift and a blessing, but they're a curse when you go to jump in your car real fast and you're late for work. And they they're underneath. That's why I don't like jeans because I got a big uh, set of balls. <laughs> there's Kenny they're again. Just tight. They push it under the thigh, and you sit down, and it's like ah, there's nowhere to go. What I'm saying, dude, I've jumped into my car before and like had to jump in and then immediately open the door and jump the fuck out and like bend over because I was in so much pain from sitting on them. And I'm like, oh my god, oh, it's all over. Yeah, it's all I, over. We have nothing. Like I have nothing to relate to that. So that makes me hurt for you. Well, it makes, it, it makes me hurt for me. The only thing I've ever heard from <laughs> girls is that um, having boobs is is the most inconvenient thing you guys have to deal with compared to the fact they're, that they're trying have. to be nice and, and, and relate to you, but it's no comparison. Yeah, there's See, no mine way. are all little, though. Like, mine are so great. I, no, mine are all tiny. No, I've got nothing. So you don't have to worry about that sort of thing. It's not something that gets in your way or anything like that. No, no. Uh, matter of fact, like once the temperature, you know, here in the middle. Well, you guys know one of you's from. You're both from Illinois. Is that no, no? no. We're, neither one of us. We're both from Atlanta. Oh we're right, right, right. Okay. Well, we have like hardcore all four seasons here in Illinois. But once I don't know, once it's steadily over fifty, I don't even wear a bra. I don't have to. Nobody knows. So I have no. 
Mm-mm. I don't ever wear a bra either. He he could use one though. Like if you've got any that. It's uh, nice to know that you're critiquing my tits. I am, dude, and they're nice. <laughs> I mean, you got a quality ass nipple going on there. I told you. I want to see. You want to see Kenny's nipples? We might have yeah. to. We might have to take that offline. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna need your credit card information first. Exactly. It's a uh, what? What is it? Uh, Nine ninety nine for the first minute and uh, fifty nine cents for every minute thereafter. No, that's that's the low end rates. It's twelve ninety nine for the first nipple and six ninety nine for the second. Holy shit, dude! And like, how much does it cost to keep looking at the nipples? Ah, damn, I haven't really thought that far ahead. And if I wanted I you, in a minute, if I wanted you to play with them, how much would that? Cost? I already told you, no touching the nipples; they're sensitive. <laughs> I hate when chicks try to suck on my nipples, and I'm like, quit, quit, quit. You hate that? Why? Because they're overly sensitive. It's like I can't deal with it. It's too much. That's the whole idea, goofball. They're sensitive. Well, I mean, if she wrestles me down, then it's a whole different story because then it's all hot. Is it the feeling you get like after you're done and she wants to? Keep yes. Going? Yeah. Fuck that noise. When I'm done, don't tell no, 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 stop, stop, stop. I can't fuck you guys then because I got to. Mm, mm, well, my wife would definitely be happy to hear that. Um, Kenny, on the other hand, we can unpack this later on because outside of his nipples, I don't know what else he's got going on over there. Oh, Kenny. You're being very good, Kenny, by the way. I am really impressed with your behavior tonight. See, I told you, Shane, I always make the ladies happy. Kenny's just trying to fucking behave because you're on the show. He would be, you know, talking about minorities and calling our friend Bo an asshole if you were. Bo is an asshole. I don't ever talk about minorities. What are you doing? Putting words in my mouth. I'm not a fucking racist. What's wrong with you? I didn't say you were. I hate stupid people. I don't care what color they are. You ain't. I've definitely learned at this point in my life that every race has stupid people in it. No, that was completely a joke. Kenny doesn't do any of that stuff, but he is. He is quite an asshole when there's not someone on the show that. I mean, if you sucked, I'd make fun of you. So that means I don't suck. Well. Well, you do, but just not in that kind of way. Exactly. Like, you're not getting paid for it by somebody with a credit card. <laughs> oh, Johnny, I apologize. I forgot you were there. You may go now. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. We got a million more, guys. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up for the night. No. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you don't want to wrap the thing up? We're not, we can't wrap up a podcast on that doesn't make any sense.